Hey, you're listening to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 204. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue our set review of Zendikar by talking about the best of the rest. Now, hit our theme song! <laughs> Hey Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Not a whole lot since last time we talked, which was like an hour ago. Ah, uh, two, two minutes ago. But it's a day <laughs> for everybody else, so we're going to continue on with our Zendikar. What the hell is this set even called? Zendikar Rising. Our Zendikar Rising set review. We're going to talk some Planeswalkers. We're going to talk some Commander deck exclusives, and we're going to point out some of the cards from the set proper that I think that we think deserve special consideration by members of the nation. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our sponsors, FusionGamingOnline.com, the resource for all your gaming needs. That's right. We, we, we thank Fusion. We appreciate working with them. And I still have those same cards I talked about two minutes ago in my shopping cart. Neat. I'm going to use CCO exclusive promo code CCO Fusion 5 for 5% off my, off my order. That's great. Yeah. And if you want any Zendikar anything, you can get them from Fusion. So I want to put stuff in my cart now, but i got to wait until after I open my stuff to see what I need. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Hey, you know what happened? I made an order last week. Literally within three hours, my shipping notification. Nice. Fuck yes. That is exciting. And because like they're so close to us, they're like just down the way. Like the highway, that is. <laughs> it's not like the, uh, I don't know, the stargazing secret layer that I ordered back in February. No. Speaking where, of, where are they sending that from? Probably actually the stars. It's coming <laughs> from a different galaxy. That's what it takes along. Speaking of that, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say if you've paid any attention to the Brando Does Stuff YouTube channel, there may or may not be a very special video coming up there very soon. Oh, yeah? I don't want to say anything or spoil anything, but okay, well, there's, there's a little teaser. Link is always in the show notes on wherever you find the cast and on YouTube. Which uh, we, we are there now, I guess. You're probably watching this on YouTube, where we hope you are. If you are, make sure to like and like and sub, sub and like, yeah, and like uh, and subscribe, and defecate on the like button's porch. Yes, and then light it on fire or don't light it on fire. Either is fine. Yeah, fire is a dangerous thing these days, so maybe don't. Yeah, yeah. We, need, we need some rain. Yeah, or something. Yeah, everywhere we go, there's there's a lot of fire going on. Okay, last big thank you, patron supporters at Patreon.com/slash CCO Podcast. No new shoutouts and nicknames and FUs. We did them all yesterday. We assumed that this was going to be the longer review, but I think that one is going to turn out being the longer fucking <laughs> well, review. As much as there weren't a lot of new commanders, there were some really interesting legendaries in this set. Yeah, a lot of discussion. And you know what? A lot of discussion here. We've got some returning planeswalkers, returning mechanics. We're going to cover them real quick. We covered them a little bit yesterday. Fine. No expeditions today. That's another YouTube video. So make sure you like, some sub to the channel. Find the expedition video where we talk all about that. That'll be out soon. Get our hot take on the the return of those cards. Yeah, and the not so hot take because I'm pretty docile on every magic product that comes out. Yeah, and I guess am I the fiery one? A little bit, you are. Neat. A little bit, you are. When new stuff comes out, you either love it or hate it, and I'm just like such a centrist with <laughs> magic product. It's just like, oh, here's more stuff. I could buy it or not buy it, like it, not like it. It's just there for my viewing pleasure, playing enjoyment. Yeah, and I'm either gonna like rub it on myself. Or I'm offended that it exists. Yeah. See, I'm just not. That's just not me. That's fine, though. See, we balance each other out. We're yeah, like, yeah, that's it. That's we're like it. like yin and yang. We're like the Cobra Kai guy and the guy that runs the used car dealership in Cobra Kai, the show. Ah, uh, Sure. I haven't actually watched the show, just the trailer, but it looks kind of neat. Yeah, we're like Gollum and Smeagol. Yeah. 
Yeah. There it is. Yeah, I like there that. There it is. There so, it is. The okay. reference from the one movie that Ryan's ever watched. Yeah, I'm watching it right now with the kid. Got a two-year-old watching Lord of the Rings, and he's fucking into it. Shit. And he's like legitimately invested, gets upset when characters die. And there's <laughs> there's a decent number of characters that die. There's like one. But he's not scared of anything. Like I've I've exposed him to magic cards and goblins and big spiders and scary stuff. We haven't got to the big spider part in Lord of the Rings though, so that's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. It's pretty scary for a two year old. Yeah, it's yeah, dark. Yeah. There's a giant spider, a bunch of dead things. That's pretty scary. The cave with all the ghosts is kind of creepy too. Oh yeah, that might be a scary part. We're why watching extended edition, of course. Why the shit didn't they send the army of ghosts to Mordor to get Frodo and Sam? What the like, fuck? People yeah, were all like, "Why, did, why didn't they just... fly the eagle?" It's just, no, you have an army of fucking indestructible ghosts. They could have just told them that the war wasn't over yet, or just say, "Hey, you know what, guys? Like, how about Willow? You won. Yeah. If you just you just fucked up an entire army, the greatest army ever assembled on Middle Earth. You fucked them up in literally three minutes. Yeah. So how about you just go over here?" fuck up a slightly smaller army and we'll owe you one. And they'd be like, it's on our way. Sure. It's on our way. <laughs> yeah. Like That'd the, be the end of it. I just stopped just around the corner, actually. I, I can I can pick it up on the way. You wouldn't <laughs> even have to throw the ring into Mount Doom because all of the orcs are dead. <laughs> yes. You like could have just kept the ring as a memento. Yeah, there's nobody there to give a shit about it because the army of ghosts just killed everybody. Oh, man. That is... That is... <laughs> A plot hole, I guess. You've never seen that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're watching it. It's great. What I was going to say is I do like when we go back to planes and we can revisit the tropes and we revisit the things that that maybe should have been explored a little bit more, but they left it in the tank. You know how they sure. do that, right? Yep. So we're getting landfall again. Landfall, land enters the battlefield. You'd get some benefit. Cool. Good-ass mechanic. I like Good-ass mechanic. Like we said yesterday, you always know what to expect. Yep. Yeah, it's great. It's the, and it's the theme of one of my very favorite commander decks. That's it, yeah. yeah. And and sort of one of my decks that people ask me about all the time in my lands deck. Sure. I don't know if it's my favorite deck, but if if I had a deck that, was, that I could call famous, that might be my most famous deck or my most Ooh. requested to be played against deck. Neat. Yeah. Yours is probably Norin, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got party. If you have a, a wizard, cleric, warrior, and rogue, that is your party. Typically, it makes things cost less or, or it gives you an ability if you have a full party. Or it gives you some plus one for each creature in your party, right? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a limited standard mechanic, but we saw it a couple times yesterday. Yeah. I'm a little soft on it, but I think come the next not core set, we're going to see it come back. And there, I think we're going to see it flourish a little bit. Yeah. Those extra that they left in the tank are things that we revisit are going to be the, the, the Forgotten Realms party type thing, right? Correct. Okay. Multi-faced, no, modal double-faced cards. Cool. Yeah. Those are always fun. And they always add a dimension that you like. And we're going to see a bunch of them when we hit the set proper. Yep. So let's start with the three Planeswalkers. We're going to look at the the Commander, the, the Zendikar Rising Commander deck exclusives, and then we're going to hit the, the big part of the set. Yeah, all right. So the first one is another returning mechanic in Kicker on Jace Mirror Mage. First ever with, with, with Kicker on a Planeswalker. And of course it's on Jace, because of course Jace is on Zendikar. Yeah, this is a card that I want to play in a deck, and then I got to put a Jace in my deck. And of course Ryan wants to play <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a fucking dick. It's a four loyalty planeswalker, Jace, for blue, blue, one. It has kicker of two generic. Whenever Jace, mirror mage, 
enters the battlefield. If it was kicked, you create a token copy of it that is not legendary and its starting loyalty is one. It has plus one, scry two, and zero draw card, reveal it, remove a number of loyalty counters from it, where the number of loyalty counters removed from it is the converted mana cost of the card that you showed. So that is kind of like Sarkon the Mad? Except you yeah. minus you minus zero him to reveal and it deals damage to him at Dark Confidence himself. Yes. This Dark Confidence himself, but you remove counter, so it's not dealing damage. Yeah. But you can you can kick it for five, and then you can essentially draw two for zero loyalty investment if you reveal lands. So you can see where I want to play this. Yeah, it goes in the lands. Deck. The place that I want to reveal yeah. lands every time I draw a card. Do I play this or Dark Confidant? Because if I can, if there's ever a place that I want to fucking make Jace take damage instead of me, it's in that deck, maybe instead of Dark Confidant. It's kind of a double entendre because I don't take the damage from Bob. Fucking Jace does, but I still get to draw cards. <laughs> well, you're probably going to get more cards out of Bob, aren't you? I would think. Probably. This is a fine card. I just. It's another fucking Jace. It's another, here's Jace, draw cards. Uh, I'm smarter than you. What? <laughs> Get out of here. Speaking of things that are just An Another this, of what they already were. Of course, we have Nahiri, heir of the ancients. She's a four loyalty planeswalker. Nahiri for white, red, two. Plus one, create a one, one white core warrior creature token. You may attach an equipment you control to it. So we have Nahiri. Then we have minus two. Look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a warrior or equipment from among them. Put that into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So we get a warrior or an equipment. So we'll yes. probably get an equipment. Probably. Okay. To equip to your warrior that you have created or the big ability minus three. <laughs> Ooh, that's a big ulti. It deals damage to target creature or planeswalker equal to twice the number of equipment you control. Uh, not terrible this is a card that goes in that equipment attacky boros dot deck yeah there there it is again so okay are you can... gonna like how much damage are you gonna get out of that like you got a sword you got boots and you got one other equipment you're gonna deal six, six. damage to something sure that's that's not terrible that's, that's you're gonna fine. get that once and then you're gonna make a core after yeah. that it's the it's the boros attacky equipmenty deck that's what it is i can see that late game maybe you drop nahiri activate her and you get 10 damage out of it. That's best case scenario. Like maybe if you have been just wrecking house with a Bloodforged Battle Axe. Ooh, there you go. That's a gooder. Right? Yeah, where, you're getting, okay. where you're getting copies yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah. Then you're going to see some Nahiri okay. tricks. But other than that, I think that it's kind of eh, whatever. All right. Moving on. Moving Last on. Planeswalker. Last this is our Landfaller. Nisa of Shadowed Bows is a four loyalty Planeswalker. Again, Nisa four. Green, black, two. Has landfall whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control. Put a loyalty counter on her. Neat. Plus one, untapped target land you control. You may have it become a 3-3 three, three elemental creature token with base power. Oh, with haste, I'm sorry. With haste and menace until end of turn. So what the hell is menace again? It's, it cannot be blocked except by two or more creature. Sure. Or minus five, you may put a creature card with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of lands you control onto the battlefield from your hand or graveyard with two plus one plus one counters on it. Oh. That is cool. That is cool. I'm thinking of like the mass landfall dot deck where you play like, you play Nisa, then you drop like 10 lands off escape shift or 15 lands off escape shift. And the payoff's not even that good. You go to Nisa and, and, with like 20 fucking loyalty, and it and, doesn't even... And that's why. 
Uh, That's why. I they, suppose. They underpowered it on purpose. But I think this is a... I'll probably play this one in uh, my Shattergang Brothers deck. Because okay. I play a lot of kind of bomb-ass creatures in it. Yeah, that you, you sacrifice and you get them back with Nisa. Yeah, and then I can use Nisa to get them back. You know, you Nisa on four, you double landfall with a fetch land, she goes up to six. Then you plus one her. She's at seven. That's a This is a hard Planeswalker to kill. Yes. Then if you ramp at all, she might be at eight the turn you cast her. But she's she's very good. You could She's one of those ones that you can probably ultimate the turn that you play her without any help. Yep. Yep, and she's probably the one that really does actually represent life gain, or you can cast her ultimate multiple times in a game because people are going to be attacking her, so you can't reanimate the stuff you're putting into your graveyard, and you're you're just not taking damage, and she's not dying because she's so big. So that that yeah, one is that yeah. one. There's something to be. There, there's something there. I there's like something her. there. Yeah, I I'm like that, one. that. Okay, Zendikar Rising Commander deck exclusive cards we got four of them yep. you can only get these in the commander decks as far as i'm aware i'm not sure if they're in collector boosters or not but they're probably in collector boosters like in the set the weird like the non-foil non slot or whatever like they have had in the past sure where you would get the non-foil versions of the commanders Ooh. like where you got the non-foil corvalds and chulains and stuff in the eldrain ones Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's probably where you can get these. The plausibility is high. First up, we have Enigma Thief, which is a 5-5 five, five Sphinx Rogue for blue-blue 5. Ugh. It has flying. And whenever Enigma Thief enters the battlefield for each opponent, return up to one target non-land permanent that player controls to their hand. So that bounces one thing. Per Per opponent. opponent. Yeah, yes. sorry. Yeah, yeah. And it has Prowl for blue 3. And that is... Let me read it here if you deal combat damage with a Sphinx or a Rogue, you can play the Prowl cost instead of the mana cost. So it's a 5-5 five, five for 4 if you've dealt damage with a Rogue in your Rogue Tribal deck, because that's where you're going to play this. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Okay, so bounce everything for... Bounce one thing per opponent for 4 mana on a 5-5. Five, five. That's actually good. That's like, not bad. A 5-5 five, five flyer for 4 is already good. It's not playable good. It's... Fine. But if it bounces three things yeah. and is a 5-5 five, five flyer for four? Ah, it's probably okay. one of the best creatures in the pre-con, right? Like it's, uh, yeah, you're probably not it, wrong. It's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Next right. one. Same card in that, or ne different card, same deck. Whisper Steel Dagger is an equipment for black two. Equipped creature gets plus two plus O. Oh. It equips for three. And whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you may cast a creature spell from that player's graveyard this turn. You may spend mana as though or any color. I like that one. I like that one too. I like that one because you're going to get rampant growths. You're going to get Kadama's reaches. You're going to get... Cre creature spell. Shit. Yeah. I don't like that one as much. It's cool. I like it. I, I think it's neat. What are you going to get with it though? Who knows? You get all kinds of neat stuff. I suppose. You could get a Sakura tribe elder. You could get oh, a okay. walking atlas. You could get a some kind of utility dude or... Maybe it's later on in the game and they've thrown a couple of haymakers that have been dealt with and then now you're throwing the haymakers too. Yep. So it, it, I think it has possibilities. Okay. I, I it goes in cool graveyard steely.decky. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it goes in send triplets where you're wanting to do stuff out of your opponent's hand. Once sure. they've dispatched it because they don't like when you take their stuff, they kill their own thing so we don't have it because they want to reanimate it themselves or something that we can whisper steel dagger their stuff back after it's died. For the ultimate trolls. I like it. Yeah. 
Okay, last right. two. Last two. First, we have Troll Warden. It is a 3-4 cat beast for white, white, two. It has vigilance and landfall. The landfall ability is whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, exile target permanent card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard. Okay. So where are we going with that? When Troll Warden dies, put each permanent card exiled with it onto the battlefield under control of that card's owner. So you. Yes. I don't know why they worded it like that. Ah, who cares? Doesn't this, matter. This is like the Sun Titan landfally card, right? Yep. Is Sun Titan better than this? Yes. Probably, yeah. hey, because they can just exile that and then you get nothing. Yeah. Uh, Sun because this has to die, right? Sun Titan's repeatable. There's no clause. You just play it. It's bigger. It has. It also has vigilance. It costs six instead of four. It gives. What about you, Savine's Reclamation? That's not a six-six body with vigilance. I like Savine's right? Reclamation more than this, but yeah. if you're looking for redundancy, if you want Cat Beast instead of Giant, yeah. Oh, or if you don't want to play Savine's Reclamation for whatever reason, this is maybe what you play. And I've said on lots of episodes of the show that they always print a good cat because they like the cat tribal deck. There it is, yeah. And this is a good, it's a good card. It's a solid card that you yeah. can play and you'll get some value out of it. Last one is my favorite of the four. It is a Geode Rager. It is a... Geode Rager. A Rager. And it's kind of... Brand, Brando's Altar Challenge of the Week. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what you should paint on that card, but everybody fucking knows. Yep. Geode Rager is a 4-3 for red, red, 4. Again, my very favorite mana cost for any spell, anytime, anywhere, ever. It has First Strike and Landfall, and the Landfall is whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control. Goad each creature target player controls, which means they have to attack each next turn of Fable. creature? Yep, and they have to attack, but they can't attack you unless you're the only opponent left that they can attack. Landfall Goad is good. Yes. Landfall Goad is like, oh, can you imagine if you got three landfalls? Can you imagine? Even if you got two landfalls and you just targeted two different players and they just attacked the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Play this in that, uh, the Minotaur guy. So you get a bunch of, com you get a bunch of combat steps because you've played a bunch of land. Yes. Now you've goaded all your opponents and after you've fucking smashed their heads in they can't even attack you oh, back yeah and you're all tapped out and they're tapped out for when you go to do it again excellent so that that's a cool card i like it lots i think right now the prices are real high normally we don't talk about finance here yeah but the prices on these are pretty high just because they're only available in the commander decks and they are yeah they'll go fine, down but... if you can crack them in packs they're going to get opened and the cards aren't so prolific and so powerful and yeah. and they're not so rare like they can only be so much because these commander pre Cons are not going to be forty to fifty to sixty dollars. They're going to yeah. be in the I don't know twenty five to thirty five range. They're all reprints except these four cards and the two commanders, which we covered yesterday, aren't very good. Yeah. So I don't think these cards are going to be so expensive. Yeah, you're going to buy the deck probably for the Geode Ranger and <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. I guess the Arcane Signet because people like Arcane Signet. Yeah, and that's yeah fine. Yeah. All right, moving along to the set. Proper? Oh, baby. Set proper. Here we go. Okay, as we normally do it, we have the set spoiler open in Wooburg alphabetical order. We start at the top, we go down, we stop anytime we see a card that looks 
pretty sweet. Yep. Or something that we might play, something that deserves some special attention. Yeah, and just to that end, I think it's important to say that we realize that it's preview season. This set review is coming out after the pre-release, so you're going to have had these cards in your hand. If you listen to Magic Podcast or consume content of any kind, you've seen the spoilers, you've seen the mega high-to-do awesome cards, you've heard other people talk about them, and we realize that. So what we like to do is talk about stuff that maybe appeals to us, stuff that we think would go in deck, stuff that maybe you don't always hear on set reviews. Yeah. So let us know how we do at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando, of course. Let us know if, if this is the kind of style you like or if you like yesterday's style where we go a little bit more in depth on, you know, about 15 or 20 cards. So let us know what you think. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Should we start... Can we start here? I like this one. Do it. I like this one just because I am, I know I'm that guy. I'm a bit of a stacks player sometimes. I really like Archon of Amiria. Brando doesn't know how to control, how to play control, so he just goes all the way to 10 yeah. with control. I just crank <laughs> yeah. the dial up to the top to like figure it out. All right, so this is an Archon 2-3 for white 2 flying. Each player can't cast more than one spell each turn. So that's sort of like Damping Sphere, right? Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. In combo decks, Damping Sphere is essentially that. Yes. <laughs> Gonna cast one fucking spell. Okay. Non-basic lands your opponent's control enter the battlefield atapid. So it's a flying, shitty blood moon that's a dampening sphere on the inside. What if you have a blood moon out and this? Do my do my non-basics enter the battlefield untapped? Yes. Because they're mountains? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Then it's just a shitty dampening sphere. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's well, shitty a, blood a sh- moon a shitty, bla- a shitty damping sphere, shitty blood moon that also beats your opponent for two. Yeah, and it does the thing that white likes to do where it brings that parity, where maybe your opponents are ramping way faster than you, and they're doing it greedily with all their non-basics. This will slow them down a little bit. I, I, I like this. Card. I think that's a good one. I like, and there's two of them, bang, bang, right in a row that I want to touch on. First one, Canyon Jerboa. That you like that because of the art, right? It's got the cute I, little mouse. Pin I on like it. Canyon Jerboa and Felidar Retreat for the same reasons. Oh, baby. and they're not for the art, or mouse, or cat, or I don't care about that cutesy <laughs> shit. I don't care. They have landfall. The the canyon. Am I saying that right? Jerboa. Jerboa. Jer- Jerboa. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, sure. It's a one, two for three landfall when a land enters battlefield under your control. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Cool. Holy shit. If you can get even two, but you're doing that like sort of consistently, like if you're jamming fetches or if you're playing white plus something else that is going to find you land, draw you cards, whatever it is, to get more land. Oh, baby. That's a that's a cool little one. And Felidar Retreat, Landfall, you choose one, put a cat beast creature token onto the battlefield, but that's not what you're going to pick ever. No. You're going to pick... Put a plus one counter on each creature you control. Those creatures gain vigilance until end of oh, turn. Oh, man. That is a good card. Yes, it is. That's a powerful card. Every time that you every time that you just take your turn and play magic and play a land, your creatures are going to get bigger. That's awesome. That is cool. That's like Felidar Retreat is not Cathar's Crusade. No. But it's like Land R's Crusade. <laughs> it's like Cathar's Land Aid. Cathar's Parade. There it is. That's what it is. Uh, super secret tech. If you ever bump into CCO Brando on Arena, 
you might see me playing a red white landfall deck that plays both of those cards. You might. I'm not saying anything. Oh, so I touched sure. on the stuff that you also you, yeah, already I'm, I'm, play. I am playing those cards. Jerboa and Felidar Retreat. They're both really good. Okay. They're they're both okay. exceptionally good. We're right there. We're right there. Okay. We've got. You wanted to touch on the two humor arts because you you always say that they do put humor arts, and I'm like, ah, no, they fucking don't. And, and and they do. We have Journey to Oblivion. Look at that picture. It's like the outline of a guy that ran through a wall. And a throwback to, to Journey to Nowhere. Yes. It does Journey to Nowhere slash Oblivion ring stuff, but and it's it, called Journey to Oblivion, and it's got the fucking outline of the Kool-Aid guy running through the wall. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is awesome. And then it's got Fearless Fledgling. That's 100% the bird off of Fry. I'm sure that we'll and, have, if you're watching yeah. this on video, you'll see both of them right now. Because that's just hilarious. The card fry. Yeah. The card fry from M19, I think, right? Correct. And Because this card just looks, it's a bird getting choked. That's what that is. Nah, that's they funny. just he's, edited the hands out. He's, he's a chicken getting choked, and he is not scared. That's right. He is literally watching the worst kind of thing that you can see on the internet. <laughs> okay. Next up, for, I want to say, just aesthetic purposes... Amazing looking card, Legion Angel. That is pretty cool. That is a cool card. Angel Warrior flying, enters the battlefield, reveal cards from that you own named Legion Angel, put them onto your hand. Like, you'll never fucking play it. Yeah, this is not an EDH card no, in any, any way. Okay, we've got our first cycle here. This is a cycle of auto-equipping equipments. I really like this. I love auto-equippers or zero-cost equippers, and those go in... In I played them in Mistform Ultimus. I've played them in my Rorix Bladewing. Remember that yep. mono red? Just kill you in one pound. Yeah, and then, and then lose. <laughs> oh, don't care. <laughs> you know, don't care. You slight me. You eyeballing me. You dead. <laughs> <laughs> this one doesn't go in it because it's it's white, but there is one in each color. We'll just read this one for, I don't know. We'll read this one. Sure. Enters the battlefield, equipped to target creature you control, and it costs white Two. I think they're all different, and the equip costs might all be different. Yeah. It equips for white, white, two. Equip creature gets plus two and flying and first strike. Cool. Which is like a powerful... That's that's actually good. Yeah. Two and flying and first strike. That, you know what I like about these? Is not that they're... They auto-equip. Well, yes, that too. <laughs> but I like that they kind of feel like enchantments that you get to reuse. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. like, yes, they say equip on them, and you're clearly... Equipped, they're artifacts. Just, they're colored. Yeah. And they're, you know, like, it feels like I'm going to enchant my creature. It has this. And then, oh, you're going to kill it. And then the enchantment falls off. And instead of going to your graveyard, it, like, hovers there in a little hedron cube. And then another creature comes along and picks it up. And now he's got this ability. You know? Yeah, you know, it, it I, almost, I, I like that. It almost feels like this is how equipment should work. Like, if I'm a planeswalker, if I'm a wizard, and I'm summoning out of my brain the memory or whatever of this this hammer or sword... I'm not going to fucking put it on the ground. I'm yeah. going to summon it into the guy who I need to him to swing it at somebody. Yeah. I'm just going to summon it into being where this guy's hand is. Yeah. <laughs> he should just get it. As opposed to just like behemoth sledge. Throw. Yeah. And then hope Fuck. it lands close to the guy that you want to pick it up. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I just, I think those are cool. Uh, I really like the... I guess it's flavor on it and the the templating on it. I really appreciate that. I like that lots. Okay, okay. So modal double face cards. We've got two of them. We've got a Marius Call and we've got Ondu Inversion. Yes. These are both in. Let's call them insanely overcosted. Absolutely. Or they give us 
like a fairly significant effect that we actually don't care about and just don't want to spend the mana. Like, yeah. Emeria's Call, white, 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 four Holy sorcery, fuck. create two four, four flying angel warrior creature tokens with flying, non angel creatures you control gain indestructible. Until your next turn. That is a good card. It's a good card. That, that has a lot of good words on it, particularly our stuff can't die. Yeah. But I'll just play something that says our stuff can't die and not spend seven mana. Yeah. Like, what's the one if you control your commander, your guys are indestructible? What's the one assault or defense formation from the Ravnica set that I said was good in the set review? It costs three, our stuff can't die. Heroic intervention, our stuff can't die. Yeah. Like, all of those are free or one or two mana, three mana, whatever, not seven. Yeah, and and the backside of it is a a land that it's a plains that comes into play and un- tapped unless you bolt yourself. Not even a plains. It's not even a plains, but it does what a plains does, which is tap for a white mana and eat. just eat shit to a blood moon. Yeah, I, like I'm not gonna knock the back half because it's a it, land. It's yeah. always a land that you could play. Yeah. I feel like the reason that that spell costs so much is because it's got a land on the back though. I think if it didn't have a land on the back, maybe it would cost... Well, it would be a totally different card because, like, what it does is worth seven mana or more. Like, f- f- two, four, four fires and all my shit's indestructible. That's like, pretty good. That's probably worth almost ten mana. Yeah. If all my shit's indestructible is three, two or three, what's eight power worth? Seven or eight? Well, in... in you were talking about four, four flying angels, Ryan. Those are worth what? How much is a Luminarch Ascension from original Zendikar? How much do they cost? Two. two well, two. I'm thinking like Sarah Angel. <laughs> Sarah Angel costs five. Yeah, well, this isn't Sarah Angel yeah. time. No, I think like no, the We're not car- playing an alpha anymore, Ryan. Yeah. Pick it up. <laughs> the card is good. It's powerful, but I just, I'm not in love with the effect yeah, because the, it. it's available cheaper. Yeah. And what about what about the other one I mentioned? Undo Inversion. In- this costs fucking eight? Yeah, it costs eight to destroy all non-land permanents. Just play fucking red if you want to do that. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. This, again, is a powerful effect. It's costed well. It's where you... You, you yeah. can get this kind of thing in red at, I think, six, can't you? Yeah. Okay. Red, 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 three. And then the this thing. one has a enter the battlefield tapped, taps for a white land on it. Yeah. On the back. Whatever. That's... I think I, I, I think it's fine. I think that this card will actually see play. This undo inversion. I think people. I think will people play will play it, that. But, man, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving along. Do, are we touching on more modal double face cards? We probably will. Just and and if they're good, I think if they're mythics or rares, they're worth taking a look at because that's like we're going to echo the same sentiment, though, right? Yeah. Like I feel like none of them, none of them really blew my balls off when I saw them. It's like okay, whatever. It's cool that they're land on the back. I really think that that's neat. I think that the option is really great. But I think that a lot of the cards are just kind of they're there, they're fine, whatever. I'm whatever. Sure. I, yeah. Okay. Okay, here, on to blue. Confounding mother-ass conundrum. Conf- is that the enchantment for blue one that when it comes into play, it replaces itself? Yes. And then whenever a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, if that player had another land enter the battlefield under their control this turn, they return a land they control to their hand? Yes. Ooh. Oh, baby. I, I've talked lots about this on Twitter with a few people, and I, as the stacks player... I, as the resource-denying player, I think that this is a little undercosted. 
You think so? I think it's a little, un- not a bunch, but a little bit. Because there's going to be games where you're going to in- play this on turn one and just turn off fetch lands forever. Fucking sweet. Can you imagine? That you go first and you drop this and everybody's sitting there with their fetch lands in their hand and they go, fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that. You know what, though? This, this also, I think this... I'm thinking about other mana denial type things like back to basics, keeps non-basics tapped. Yep. Well, this is kind of a non-bow with that because you play your second land and it enters the battlefield, like you you fetch and your non-basic that was tapped bounces to your hand. You can play it again next turn. You're unta- it lets you untap through back to basics if I control both of them. Yes. If I'm playing, if I'm playing Blood Moon, then this card just does pretty much stone cold nothing after it replaces itself because fetch lands don't exist with blood moon yeah. right so i like this card's good i think in where you're talking about it but the other things that you see alongside of it make it less good it's another one of those cards that's gonna we i've talked about a few of these where it's gonna scale pretty good it's gonna go from worthless in a super casual game where nobody's doing the hardcore ramp stuff yep to holy mother of god Mother ass. Where the first three or four turns are just people just dumping land onto the battlefield. Yeah. This thing's going to just stop that. Yeah. It's going to push, it's going to stretch the game out into turns uh, 11, 12, 13, starting on turn two, instead of letting the game come to a conclusion at game eight, nine, 10. Yes. Or whatever. Which is cool. I dig it. I just, I feel like it should have cost three. I think it should have cost blue, blue one. That's what I would have costed at just, it's. Super powerful, and I know I'm going to get burned down for that, but that's just my thought on it. Okay. I do like the card, though. I will play it 100%. That card's going in my decks, but I'm going to feel a slight twang of guilt <laughs> maybe once. I like this. Is This one. This one's going in my deck. This is Deliberate. Is this the, uh, the first time we've ever seen this card? It is. This is an instant for blue one, scry two, then draw a card. That there's not a whole ton to it. It's not super shiny or fancy. It's just this is one of the spells in my turn of cast five things to wake up a Rixmithies and just pound you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just another one of that type of spell. Solid common for sure. Yeah. I, I like Glass Pool Mimic. There's another one of those modal cards. There it is. It's, yep. It's this card's clone. It's a. Uh, Blue 2, Shapeshifter Rogue, so it also applies for your party mechanic. It comes into play as a copy of a creature you control, except it's a Shapeshifter Rogue in addition to its other types. And then on the other side, it comes into play tapped and taps for blue. It needs to clone something we control. Yes. In clone.deck, not an issue because you're going to clone the best thing on the table. And then you can clone it again because you control the clone. You copy the clone. That's right. It retains its Rogue status, which it says right in its text box. And then, of course, the other... The other back, the other side, is a beautiful Bob Ross-looking motherfucking painting. Right. With a, with a hedron in it yeah. that is just enters the battlefield tapped and adds a blue. I think it's cool. I like that one. I, I'm, I'm a fan of that one. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's the perfect one that you say, hey, there's a three-cost clone, and it's just as good as the four-cost clone in the example I just gave. I will play this, but if I have a Quicksilver Gargantuan that costs seven that I want like a 7-7 version of something that I clone with, this is going to give me my seventh mana. Yep. This is the perfect example. This is one that's going to see play yep. in clone.deck. Yeah, people are going to play it, and it's just that extra utility printed on the back of the card. Cool. Yeah. I'm into that. Here's our next cycle. Okay. 
Inscription of Insight. Die. God, this is this the best one? Is there one in every color? I don't know. Yeah, there is. Oh, we missed the white one then. Who cares? Yeah, who gives it's a shit? It's probably not as good as this. This is a sorcery for blue three. You can kick it for blue, blue two. So, so it costs four or it costs eight. Ooh. Eight is lots, but get this. Choose one. If the spell was kicked, choose any number instead. Okay. Ah, oh, fuck. This is a sorcery. Come on. Of course it's a sorcery. Return up to two target creatures to their owner's hand. Sure. That's, that's fine at four mana. Yeah. That's like boomerang, boomerang. Two on summons for eight. Fine. At sorcery speed. That's Yeah, yeah. That's not overcosted at all. Also, scry two, then draw two. Ooh, we're getting closer to eight. We just had an instant earlier that did that for for, for two. For two, but that's that's fine. Okay. Keep going. Target creature gets target player creates an XX blue illusion creature toke where X is the number of cards in their hand. And remember that's gonna that's gonna go off after I've bounced my creatures back to my hand if I wanted that. And after I draw. So I'm probably gonna get a I'm gonna get a two two at the bare minimum. So a two two Scry to draw to bounce to for eight. That's lots and lots and lots of stuff. The reason I say it should be an instant is because you can save your guys in response to a wrath, and then you can get a another big guy that would die to the same wrath. But <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter that it's a, a sorcery. But I don't know. Is this card good? No. Oh no. I think it, I think it is. It's exactly on. If you kick it for eight, you're getting unsummon, unsummon. That's two mana. You're getting that card that we talked about three minutes ago. That's two mana, so it makes up for four. And then you're getting a, let's call it a 2-2. Two, two minimum 2-2. Two, two. Minimum 2-2 two, two vanilla creature for four. Unless you get something bigger. And yeah. late game in blue, you might have a grip full of cards. Yeah, you could. I mean, if you're playing some kind of ridiculous thing where you got 17 cards in your hand, sure. Yep. But And you don't have yeah. to kick it. You can just choose one, right? Yeah. And if you play it for four, then you're... Getting two on summons, which is way below rate. Yeah. You're getting. Except this it's card. on one card. I'm not spending two cards to unsummon two things. I'm spending but, one card. But you're unsummoning at sorcery speed. <gasps> yeah. So get out of here. That was the blue player in me yeah, becoming what, less better than you. Yeah. You know what you could <laughs> you know what you could play? I'm just gonna say the card right next to it is into the royal, where you only bounce one thing, but you bounce a thing at instant speed and draw a fucking card. Oh, into With, the royal. So dang good. Better every day. New new art, not as good. Yeah. Into the royal. I always call into the royal mini cryptic command. <laughs> <laughs> just like the bounce a card bounce a creature draw card from invasion. What's it called? Uh, repulse? I think so, yeah. Yeah, mini mini cryptic. <laughs> I like that. Okay, maddening cacophony, whole baby. Now I hate this already because it's Jace on it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. less impressed by it because it has kicker on it. You, do you like glimpse? Glimpse of nothingness. Glimpse. Glimpse. glimpse the unthinkable. unthinkable. Yeah. You mean the the thing that mills ten for two? Yes. Yes. This mills all your opponents for eight. Not terrible. Kick it. So all in cost of six. Six. Each opponent mills half their shit. So you traumatize everybody for six. Yeah. Instant win. With Bruvac, the Grandiloquent. It used sure. to be it used to be such that Bruvac and Traumatize is just like, oh, well, if you only kill one person, it's not very good. <laughs> right? Unless you lab man mill yourself with Traumatize, which is Traumatize yourself, Greasy best play in magic, fuck, right? Yeah. But this just gets everybody. No secret, though. Everybody knew that already. Fuck yeah. it. Okay, now once again, we've been bogged down in these cards that we're not going to actually play. What about Ruin Crab? Ruin Crab is excellent, <laughs> but it's... It's eight crab. I don't know if it's going to be seen in EDH, but that's certainly a card that if you get them, you 
fucking hang on to them. You get showcase ones, you hang on to them. And if you get showcase foils of them, you hang on to them. Because I guarantee you that card will be worth some amount of money a couple years from now. Uh, yeah, probably. Just like Hedron Crab. I think I think Rune Crab and Hedron Crab go in the same vintage deck because they're it's a because <laughs> they're a vintage or, deck or everybody. legacy deck. I think yeah. so. Do not regardless. Do not let those go because they are a thing that are always going to be cool and they're fun. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's keep going at a little bit quicker clip so we can talk about the shit that we were gonna talk about. Seagate Restoration is the f- bolt yourself, double your hand size, flippy dippy. 17,000 mana cost mother ass. To get out of here. Agadim's Awakening is an X one that flips into Bolt Yourself Land. This one is returned from your graveyard to the battlefield. Any number of target creature cards with different converted mana cost X or less. So if you play it for five, you can get a five, four, three, two, one cost, zero cost, dude, from the from the B to the B. Yeah, that would be from the B to P. There we go. <laughs> from the bin to play, not yeah. from the B to B, graveyard to battlefield. <laughs> that would cost eight if you wanted X equals five because it's black, yeah. black, black, X. Is and it good? Is it good at, at, at X equals five? I think that's where it's good. I think it X, let's, you got to put it in comparison with the other things of the cycle. They all cost eight-ish. Yeah. So let's pay eight. And if you're paying eight for this, yeah, it's good. Paying eight lets you get a five drop. That could be Phyrexian Delver, which would let you get a sixth creature back. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think in any EDH deck, you're probably going to get at least creatures back just yeah. on happenstance. And you could get a Gravedigger, which gets a seventh creature back to your hand. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Now we're talking. See, that's okay, a cool so card. you Okay, so you can twist your deck a little bit around that card. Yes. Right? Okay. Oh, coveted prize. Search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. If you have a full party, you may cast this spell with converted mana cost four or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. And it costs one less for each creature in your party. So you could hypothetically, one, find a card that costs less than four, play it for free. This is the kind of of card where it's like, hey, this is a tutor. This is a tutor if my commander just happens to be a wizard, cleric, warrior, or rogue. Sure. A three-mana tutor. And then incidentally, if I have any of those... uh, Sorry, a four-mana tutor. If incidentally I have any of those other creature types in my deck, this could be a three-mana tutor. So this is... That's an interesting one. It goes from totally medium at five to diabolic tutor just on happenstance based on who your commander is to an actual playable Ristic tutor when you have two happenstance creatures that might be in a party, then it goes to to demonic tutor. Yes. If again, if you're real, and then if you have the bees fucking knees, it turns into what the, is it the best, is it the best tutor in magic? Vamp toots? If it, is it the best tutor in magic? Because for one black, you find any card in your deck, put it into your hand and then get to play something for free. This, this card? Yep. It's a sorcery and it's conditional, but so, it's, it's good if you've got a full party. CCO house party card. That is a this good This is card. our one tutor we're playing. Yes. That is very good. The same, I like it. All of what you just said, also true for Deadly Alliance, which just costs less for each card in your party. Destroy target creature or Planeswalker. It's a good sure. one. That's fine. Okay. Feed the Swarm. Everybody's talking about it. What's your take on the... on the? Each color gets one thing they can't deal with. Black is still artifacts, but now it's getting enchantments. What do you feel? I don't get all the hate, because there's lots of people who are all pissed off about it. And I'm not super pumped that it exists. Like, I don't think black needs to be able to remove enchantments, but whatever. 
Like, am I going to be a little salty the first time somebody just mono black wrecks my enchantment? I'll be like, ah, fuck, why the fuck can black do that? But yeah, and then you, been... then you play an artifact and, and black player's like, mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just counter it with an artifact spell or what, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know. I I think that it deserves the conversation, but I don't think that people should be as mad about it as they are. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think it's cool. It's a sorcery also, so yeah, get the fuck out of here. Okay. Malakar Rebirth. Choose target creature. You lose two life. Until end of turn, that creature gains. When this creature dies, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Ooh. Instant speed, and you can flip it over to be a land on the other side. Malakir Mire. Never even do that, because you just wait for somebody to wrath and kill something real good, and then just get it. Yeah, you get a die trigger, and then it comes back, you get an ETB. Yeah. If you could, if you could swing it such that an ETB... ETB and damage, like a Perforos or something, you ETB, fucking sacrifice it for something, and then you get it back to ETB again. Like, that's, that's a cool one. It's like a little regenerate type thing, but it doesn't tap it, and you you get double ETBs, which is cool. And on a card with cool art, you can steal your opponent's shit for one. Choose target creature, lose two life until end of turn. Whenever this creature dies, return to the battlefield. Under York... Under its owner's control. Oh, under its owner's oh, control. Oh, 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 you're close. Oh, fuck, I had a little conniption. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of cool art, Mind Carver. Look at that. It's like a knife through the head. Yeah, yeah. Wins the award for, like, you see that picture on the back of somebody's shirt, like, at the fucking county exhibition. Yeah, yeah. People at the ex. There are people with this tattooed on their arm already. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's wearing that that says like uh, Jason Alt special. Hey, I'm a forklift operator. It takes everything I have to keep my mouth shut. And there's a skull with a knife in its head. Right? Like, oh, <laughs> there's fuck. even a little blood dripping off the knife. Yeah. I'm a grandpa born in May. I will do anything. All those shirts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one of those enchant equipments that we were talking about yes. earlier for black. Yeah. All right. All right. What about Scourge of Skyclaves? Do we... Star Star for two. You cast this spell if it was kicked. Each player loses half their life rounded up. Half their life. So everybody's taking 20. Yep. It, oh, sure. For seven. Okay. Oh, fuck. Nobody's at 40 when they're... Yeah. When you're at seven. Okay. Scourge of Skyclave, power and toughness, each equal to 20 minus the highest life total among players. So somebody would need to be at 19 for this to be a 1-1. One, one. <laughs> what do you think of that? If everybody's at 1, this guy's a 19-19. It's good in that scenario. Yeah, it's good when they're <laughs> at fucking 1. <laughs> Why is this a mythic? That's the only What the fuck is this? Because it's weird ability. There's some kind of stupid jank deck that's going to play that. I know. You know what? Honestly. What the fuck? If, this is, if we're going to call this set, if we're going to review the set... The mythics in Zendikar Rising make me not want to buy sealed product in mass. The mythics in this set make me not want to buy cards. Yeah. They make me want to buy singles. Yep. Where I can use a CCO, you know, exclusive yeah. promo code on my singles, get 5% off. Absolutely. CCO Fusion 5. Because the mythics are not, there's a lot of trash mythics in this yeah, set. Yeah, man. That was, I don't know. I'm not into that Hey, at hey, all. hey. New, new off-the-wall artist, not Seb McKinnon artist is Wiley Beckert. With Thwart the Grave? Thwart the Grave and Soul Shatter. New kind of art style people seem to be digging. And I'll tell you, I do like it more than Seb McKinnon. Agreed. 
I like that too. It's pretty cool, hey? I think that kinda, is pretty. Kind of looks almost old school, like it could be like out of the out of the some old biblical text. That's where that looks like it's out of. It's like a fresco. Or I don't know what it is, but I assume that that's what a fresco would would look like. All right, let's blow through red because it sucks. Cleansing wildfire. What the? F- it costs two. It's a good one. You can wreck your own land. Yeah, destroy a land. Search. Oh man, I love that picture too. Oh, I like yeah, that card cool so one. much. Everybody's talking about that one though. People I'm, people beat yeah. that one to death. I like that one a ton. Leyline tyrant. I think people beat that one to death too. But you can save up your red mana. Then if it yeah. dies, you can spend it all. At just dome someone and, ho- and hose somebody down. Nahiri's lithoforming is another one. I think probably lots of people are. Do you like Kazul's fury just strictly for the art on the card? He's just slamming somebody. <laughs> he just gorilla pressing some fool. <laughs> it, is it shitty fling? It is. It is shitty fling with a land on the other side. Yeah. Well, yep. that's fine. Yep. What's the What's the good one? What's the good one that flips? The one that you wheel yourself. The wheel of fortune. Yeah. What's the wheel? My fucking self. Valakut Awakening. Oh baby. Instant. Put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of their library. I wish it was discard. That yeah. sucks. But you can put any number. So if you just want to do one, yep. or if you want to do fifteen, like just do any number, then draw that many plus one. So it replaces itself, and you get to choose. I dig it. I dig it because I, like I can that. keep my combo piece and dig. I like that lot. Fuck, that's a good card. What else is a good card? The mountain on the back of it? I guess. Not really, though. Roiling Vortex is cool. Is that a gooder? An enchantment for red one. During each opponent's upkeep, Roiling Vortex deals one damage to them. Whenever a player casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast that spell, Roiling Vortex fives them, and you can pay red for your opponents not to gain life this turn. And life gain has been a thing that's deadly on the rise. In yeah. Commander. Yeah, because nobody's doing Commander damage, and Infect is so taboo. Yeah, so this is a card that's... It's less obtrusive to people than something like a Sulfuric Vortex. Or what's the one where they can't search libraries? Strangleholds. Yes. And it it does what a lot of red decks need to do. This is a not a staple. I'm not going to say this is a staple, but I think it's a card that's worth people looking at and putting in their decks if they have a, a guy that likes to play mono-white life gain and they... Every or, or game anything is life to, gain, ETB yeah. life gain, anything with flux reservoir. Remember that card? Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the last red card I want to touch on: Valakut Exploration. Hell yeah! Dude. All right, enchantment for red two landfall. When a land enters the battlefield, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card for as long as it remains exiled. Yeah, for as long as it remains exiled. Yep, forever, sort of. At the beginning of your end step. If there are cards exiled with Valakut Exploration, put them into their owner's graveyard. That's a good place to have them. Then Exploration deals that much damage to each opponent. That is so... Now remember, a couple of sets ago, they printed a nice little ditty in red that might have also been an enchantment that costs red one. Underworld Breach. That's the one. Oh, baby. So you're fueling it. You're burning your opponents to the ground, and you're fueling the Breach. You're fueling the bre- you're fueling mass landfall with splendid reclamation. Can you imagine? Can you imagine scape shifting with this out? Then you reveal, then you just go, oh fuck, end step. <laughs> <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just, just dome. It's each opponent, right? Yeah. This card, this card. Actually, you know how yesterday I was talking about Mogag, Morgag, whatever his name was. Yeah. About multi attacking and shit in my lands deck no this one this is a fucking this good card. one this card is excellent and i, I oh, dude oh. 
It's so good. This you, is it, it, oh man. Do you oh. know that like oh, I, and you've seen it. The lands deck can get forty landfall triggers in a turn. Oh, forty. Yeah. yeah, dude. Fuck, I'm pumped. <laughs> All right, green, green. We're literally scrolling through green and not finding. <laughs> well, there's fuck lots. green. I don't even want to talk about it. Green got yeah. too much good shit over the last year and a half. Like green got all the like Lotus Cobra. He's take back. a set off of making green cards and just like yeah. woo woo burr. No green. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think Lotus Cobra getting a reprint is cool. Yes, it puts that card into more people's hands. That's really excellent. I like Oran Reef ooze, but only because it's an ooze. Uh, I like Scoot Swarm. Scoot Swarm is excellent. It's going to break a ton of arena games, and it's going to be absolutely a nightmare in paper <laughs> once you start playing that son of a bitch. That's the 1-1 uh, for green 2 with landfall. Whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, you create a 1-1 one, one green insect creature. If you control six or more lands, instead you get a Scoot Swarm. So then you start getting multiple Scoot Swarms for every land, and it's going to just, it's insane. Uh, yeah, that is a that is an, throwback to Scoot Mob, right? Which was in World Wake or, or uh, Rise of Eldrazi? World Wake, I think. I don't remember. I could be wrong, but it's it's an amazing card, but it's going to cause some headaches. Ah. Yeah, that's it. Roiling, ro, what is it? Roiling Regrowth? That's Harrow, but they come into play tapped. Notably, it's an instant. So all those Calamax players, here's your next instant speed double get land. Harrow was an instant. I know. And Harrow came into play untapped. I know. But there's not very many instant speed get land into play cards, and Calamax wants all of them. I guess. So just, just there's your bone, Calamax. <laughs> Fuck green. Let's go to multicolored. I'm okay. done with green. <laughs> We talked about most of the multicolored stuff yesterday, didn't we? We've For got some clerics. There's what I wanted to touch on in Marassa Root Gazer, or Marassa Meat Gazer, as I like to call him. He is a 2-3 for green 2 with Vigilance. You can tap him to put a basic from your hand into play, or you can tap him to return a basic land you control to its owner's hand. I think that that's going to be a card where if you're building your landfall deck, it's going to see a lot of utility because it gives you a landfall trigger every single turn. Or if you're land flooded, it gives you multiple landfall triggers on each turn. I, I like that card. And as much as people, oh, why does it have to have white in it? I can't play it in my landfall deck. It's fine. And I think it's a cool card. And I yeah, think that, if, yeah. If you're if you're giving white the ability to play more land, cool. Yeah. Cool. Give, nothing but good. Yeah. There's nothing but good stuff to say about that particular card. That almost, you know what? That is almost, it kind of is, your two mana play an extra land card. If yeah. exploration's good and Azusa's certainly good, this is the two-mana version of that. Sure. I dig it. Yeah, I, I like that card. I, I like dig it. it. All right, moving on. Do we like Forsaken Monument? There's another mythic. What do we think? Oh, That's baby. This, this, this is a powerful card. Legendary Artie for five. Colorless creatures you control get plus two, plus two. When you tap a permanent for colorless mana, you add an additional colorless mana. Whenever you cast a colorless spell, you gain two life. Yeah, that is, that's, that's good. This it's, is a good card. It's an Eldrazi card in a set with no Eldrazi's in it. I agree. It's a throwback to Eldrazi a yeah. little bit, right? This is going to be the artifact ball card that lets you gain the life that you need to Ether Flux as soon as you drop it. You don't need to cast another spell after Ether Flux, <laughs> as if you couldn't. Yeah. But this is going to be that card. It's also going to let you... It's a mana doubler for all your mana rocks that goes into the same deck I just talked about. Yeah. 
right? If you're playing it in like a five color kind of shell, all your pain lands can tap for two colorless instead of one. Yeah. There's lots yeah. of lands. Oh, yeah, yeah. It works with that. And people are like, oh, pain lands suck. Well, I don't know. Not so much now. If you don't need the colored mana, you can get two. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of neat. How about Lithoform Engine? Oh, Another, baby. This is an engine card. Another wall of text for four. You get another legendary artifact. You can pay two and tap it to copy target activated or triggered ability you control. You can, of course, choose new targets. Three and tap it. You can copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. And again, you can choose new targets for the spell. And for four and tap it, you can copy target permanent spell you control. That's on the stack, right? So I'm playing a creature. I can then tap four on this to tap, to to, to copy that creature. Yes. And get another version of that creature. Yes. A permanent spell is is a spell that's on the that is going to become a permanent when it resolves. Yeah. But being a spell means it's still on the stack when you target that thing. So we're getting permanence of, we're getting counters, tokens, fuck me. We're getting tokens of permanence for the first time ever with this card. This is going to be combo nightmare city. And do you copy kickers? Yes. So if I was to kick a Skyclave Relic. Okay. I could hypothetically, instead of just getting a three mana mana rock that taps for any color, I can get six of yes. the same indestructible mana rock. Skyclave Relic is a kicker, indest- kicker three, three cost mana rock for any color that's indestructible. It's literally Dark Steel Ingot with kicker. If you pay the kicker, you get three of them. It's better Dark Steel Ingot. Oh, yeah. If Straight into yeah. anything that's playing Dark Steel Ingot. If you're playing Dark Steel Ingot, you can cut it for this. That's right. If you're playing any equipment that cares about creature types in Mistform Ultimus, Relic Axe going in. <laughs> <laughs> Enters the battlefield. Attached to a creature you control, equip creature gets plus one, plus one. If it's a warrior, and it is, <laughs> it gets plus two, plus one. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, hell. All right. So, lands, just quickly, we got base camp that cares about mana of any color for your party. Yeah. We've got throne of McKindy that cares about giving you mana for kicker costs, which goes in the kicker deck. Sure. Beautiful full art basics as per Zendikar normity it's what, you come, it's what you come to expect you're not yep. going to get less than that from a zendikar set yep and, and and some of them look like they're throwbacks or the same place that we got land of old yeah, there's definitely that bowl island yeah it's now it's got like a city or something in the, it. uh the looking at for us the planes number one 265 or whatever it is that one is an old one as well the forest or the swamp with the green on it that's a one except instead of having brains it doesn't have brains yeah, there's lots of throwbacks. Yeah. They look like they're just not infected by Eldrazi or whatever now. Yeah. Getting on to something that we're, you and I are a little bit passionate about. Yes. And I, I want to end the show on this kind of high note yep. because this is something that makes these sets feel unique, special, and I think the player base at large comes to appreciate it despite what I said about the core set 2021 yeah. versions of these where they were just like they were they were la- lazy as hell they lazy were lazy as fuck. that's is, a good way to summarize it this is my favorite part of this set and what is it we haven't said what it is it is the special art the showcase arts on the cards yep there are some of them like not every card gets it but every single one of them is fucking excellent and it gives you a cool collector piece that's just kind of neat to have they're really cool to look at they again they'd be fun to collect i might try and get all of these just like i did the comic arts back from ikoria and these are up there with ikoria it immediately sets apart like you open a pack let's say your rare is trash let's you open a mythic you didn't want but you get a i don't know a ruin crab 
in alternate art. And yep. it's, it's just cool. Now you have something that that maybe not everybody else has or just something that's unique and interesting that, that, that you have. And it's just something that you get instead of another jank common. Now yep. you've got a common you're actually going to keep instead of recycling. Yeah. These, I will criticize them a minor amount in that they do not feel adventure the art doesn't appear to be adventure indiana jones adventure the kind of the the geographic kind of ruin temple ruin pyramid sh- geography shapes that they wrap around the art does that feels like aztec pyramid ruins i get it yeah. these feel more jungle kind of tropical fantasy almost like avatar they to ca- me they feel like hawaiian shirts they kind of right? do yeah if we went to avatar planet plane and everyone is in hawaiian shirts this is what the 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 showcase cards would look like yeah. super crazy high contrast very vibrant very bright a lot of them not only based on the art but on the actual kind of layout of the card are going to look so great in foil these are going to be tremendous foils and just the color on them hey like Like, looking at that rune crab it's just the card frame is blue like the text boxes the game pieces of that card are blue but the art is yellow and red and green wow these are so bright i just keep looking at this felidar prowler thinking man i want those i want those and it's a shitty common yeah, like it's a shitty card, but I want that card. I want that card in my hand. I want it in my binder. I want to look at that, and I I think that them giving you that extra collectible piece really does help. Just drive excitement for the set. Like I'm excited to open these. Yeah, the the Moreg, the Skyclave Squid, the Rune Crab. Those are gonna look great. The Kazandu Mammoth. There's a Valakut Exploration. Oh, oh there shit. is. Dang, 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 yeah. But like a card that we actually like in a super sweet thing with a super amazing picture yep. on it. Lotus Cobri, Omnath is going to look so sick in this treatment because oh, yeah. there's just so much color in there. Even the Kazandu next Nectar Pot, the little ant. What? <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's, again, it's a common. It's a common that's going to be so cool when you open one. Yep. You know, and you know you're going to get them if you buy a box or if you buy a collector pack. You're going to probably get, get the commons foils. and uncommons, and they're going to be so nice. Yeah. Hell Man. yeah. This is, I, I love that. And I, I love think, that they put that in there. I think that that is an excellent place to end yeah. the review on. Of course, you, you know what? I guess there's, there's full art versions of the lands, there's full art versions of a lot of the rares that you can get that just have that, yeah. that, that blown up frame to the edge or whatever. Yeah, the stretchy, the stretchy art. That's, it is what it is. <laughs> Stretchy art. <laughs> <laughs> they're there. They are with there. What do you think of the land cycle? Real quick. Do you like it? Do you not like the, it? The flip lands that are actually rare. Yep. That don't have land types. They're not fetchable. Right. Which is the biggest criticism of them because they had a chance to print dual lands, real fetchable dual lands with yep. no downsides, but they didn't. When dual lands, when ABUR dual lands are probably at an all-time high. Yeah. And they fucking didn't in yep. the land set. That's right. In Zendikar. Yeah. Did do you think they already cashed in on all the Zendikar? They didn't need to make any more money. That seems strange for them, but maybe maybe they're going to go back again. Who knows? I think I told you everything that I think about them already. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you going to play them if you get one? I talked about it yesterday, and like, yeah, I'm going to. I'll play these if I get them. I'll I... play the ones that I have. Well, yeah, we're in a unique situation. I have fetches, shocks, duels, pains. Yeah. I have everything that I need already. But I've been playing Magic for seven thousand years. I've been playing Magic since fucking before Nahiri was born. 
<laughs> like, don't. The, I think that the point I want to leave with people is don't underestimate these. Don't open them and think, oh, I got this junky land because they're not junky. They're pretty good, and they etb untapped. Yeah, they come into play untapped, and they give you the fucking color that you want the turn that you play them. And do not ever underestimate that. Because there's a lot of people out there that are going to buy pre-constructed commander decks and have all these shitty tap lands, and they're going, oh my god, these decks are so slow. Dude, those those full art, double-faced modal lands are literally just Avatar. Yeah. That one with the guy flying yep. is a scene from Avatar. Yeah. What, what What's that card called? Lava Glide Pathway, River Glide Pathway. They're beautiful. They're, I love them. If I get them, I'll find places to put them, for sure. You, if, I, if I have them in my hand, I will... Definitely play them. If you don't have a land suite like me and Ryan, because we're ancient and playing this since before Zendikar was even thought of, we've been playing longer than they've had full art basics. <laughs> Back in my day. Back in my day, we had cool old frames, and they didn't foil the art, just the frame. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're still looking to build mana bases, I think that those are good ones to put in. So don't underestimate them, and they'll probably be not very many mon- very many monies. So... Pick them up if you can. And where can you pick them up, Brando? You can pick them up at our official sponsor and corporate overlord, FusionGamingOnline.com. They're your source for all your gaming needs where you can use specialty promo code CCOFUSION5 to get 5% off all of your singles. Or if you just want to tell them that we're doing a great job, you can put it on if you buy a deck box or some sleeves or something too. I think that that then concludes our Zendikar Rising. Zendikar Rising. It doesn't quite conclude because you got to go to YouTube and watch our video on the the not the the expeditions, the, expeditions. the masterpiece series expeditions. Yeah, the return of those. I think that we we touched. I think that we we hit it out of the park with that video. I, you know I'm, what? I think we're just as happy with those and and sort of where to get them if I remember the video correctly as we are with the with the showcase cards yes. in the booster packs proper. Yeah, and we're we're pretty pumped about the showcase cards. So yep. check that out as well. It'll be out in the next couple of days after you hear this. And we're going to be back next week with another deck on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!